0: Hello, and welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all
1: things marketing. We're your hosts, Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgard. For season two, our conversations are focused on brand. Listen in for ideas you can use for your brand. Enjoy today's episode. Today we are talking to Evelyn Powers with Design Powers. Evelyn started her business as a graphic designer in 1996 so she could work from home and be with her kids. She grew the business into a website and design company serving medium to large sized companies. In the summer of 2021, Evelyn again pivoted to serving small businesses as she wanted to work more closely with business owners.
0: Evelyn talks about the psychology of brand and why it is so important to infuse emotion into your brand identity and strategy. Evelyn's quick wit and humor add some color to her experience and design expertise. We talk about big brands like Apple and Hollywood and even name-drop a few locals. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Evelyn,
2: thanks for coming in. Thank you so much, I love to be here.
0: That's awesome, well, this season you know we're talking all about brands, so it was you were very obvious um, target guest for us because
2: really um, I enjoyed you were stalking the, me
0: uh, yes <laughs> I enjoyed your um you did a great job marketing the fact that you took your own business which has been around for
2: ever you know, since the Bronze ever. Age
0: yes um <laughs> through your most recent uh, rebrand so yeah so we thought who better to bring in than not just somebody who for a living creates uh brand icons right um and in in beautiful websites but has her own business for 20 plus years and and rebranded so that's so well i am
2: honored jennifer and heather who i finally get to meet even though i guess i've known you for several years now well,
1: yeah, We together before i even met jennifer
2: i know yeah you did some social media for um a client of mine yeah condo yeah, one condo yeah one, while
1: you were doing their website yep yeah. See, it all comes
2: full circle. Uh, you know, two degrees of separation. That's uh, in Arlington. We all know each other, That's right? right? I
0: think we need the Kevin Bacon equivalent, like, to a local person,
2: though. Yeah. I don't know. Probably John Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Karen Bate, definitely. So
0: just John Murphy, Karen Bate, and Greg Hamilton. Are yeah,
2: right. you're right. Greg Hamilton. Probably Kate Bate, too. Yes. Bates, I, see, I always get yeah. confused. The Karen and Kate. <laughs>
0: Let's step back. Though. I'm sorry. Okay. I know Why?
2: we've already segued into yeah.
0: the rapid hole. Let's see off. how many names we can drop I know. in this small conversation.
2: What is brand to you, Evelyn? Brand is big skies, tumbleweed, double R, cattle screaming. <laughs> no, I I wanted to say that because you know that is actually what branding was. Do you know that the word brand means to burn? Did you know that? I think you guys should do a whole podcast episode on the entomology of the word brand.
0: Well, as long as you can work in Yellowstone.
2: Yeah, I wanna watch that. I'm not gonna get, I know. So really though, back to the intent of your question, the word brand means the um, emotional and psychological associations that someone makes with your business, your product, or your service. Emotion and association are the two words Mm -hmm. that I think of. Because we are shared, you know, what binds us is shared values, and your brand is, you know, expressing those values, and then how you execute on those values?
0: That's deep, deep
2: uh, but, that, it, <laughs> it, but that is really what it is, and you know to really like like do the 360. You know, on you figure the our whole planet. What kind of ties us together is shared imagination, culture, communication, connection, conduits. You know, it's all in our head. Mm-hmm. See. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so so you're a company and you want to make these psychological impressions upon people
2: emotional yeah emotional yeah because you don't want to make it too like head trashy
0: <laughs>
2: but yeah i will come back to that in a minute i i actually got some great yeah
0: examples of that yeah
2: okay. for sure so
0: it from your perspective like what how do you go about creating that how do you, like what What aspects of, of a company, are in a company's control to make those emotional connections?
2: Well, um, you know, it's definitely industry specific, but like here's a great example, and I feel like it's the first real example of the brand psychology, 1984, Apple computer. What do they do? They had someone, you know, it was during the Olympics, and they had someone come and, you know, crash like the corporate man, right? And they never showed the computer. Like it was the first time ever where that whole sort of brand positioning based on value and aspiration, and it was not product focused at all. So, you know, of course, Apple is the master at, you know, taking essentially hardware products, right? I mean, you know, and really imbuing all the emotion and psychology and all the things that make us us, right? Um, And yeah, so I would say, again, sort of depending upon the business and in the industry, you know, it it's expressing your passion and then expressing it consistently in a way that people understand it.
1: But I think that's, it's a hard, how do you get a company who's been so focused on their service or their product to think about the emotion that they want others to feel? Like, I think it's a, it's hard to get people to think that way because a lot of people think brand and they just, think well that's our logo that's our website right they think brand identity right
2: it's complex now because everything is specialized and niched and what used to be a profession of gatekeepers right you know you you had graphic designers and you had newspaper people and you had magazines and sort of all these traditional ways in order to get your message out now you have the world and i'm holding up my iphone right you have the entire world so now what i see happening is that that has shifted now um to authenticity trust consistency um showing up in this very personal way, which is why the personal brand has become a thing. Um, and, And then allowing, you know, like if you're a bigger company, you know, allowing for sort of those individual voices to be heard. But to really answer your question, there is really no total way to control your brand anymore. I mean, you can manage it That's as true. best as you can. But, you know, there's not, there's not, as I said, there's not the gatekeepers there. There's not a way to, um, that you're always going to have haters. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have lovers and you're going to have haters. Yeah. You yeah. know, and how much do you want to expose yourself and, you know, go down the rabbit hole of that?
0: yeah
2: and if you don't want to manage it don't go on twitter i'm not on twitter yep i i I mean i have a twitter account but i never it's too toxic and for my ideal client it's not a it it's not where they are so you know if i was in public affairs or you know something that's more journalistic or uh, political or things of that ilk that's where Twitter. That's where you have to be on Twitter. Or even when I was actually doing real estate websites for a little while, there I was on Twitter just in terms of wanting to follow the um, influencers in that industry. Um, and but then I ultimately decided it it wasn't really what I wanted to niche in, and I felt Twitter became toxic as of 2016. <laughs>
0: Let's shift gears a little bit to your own, uh, your own, how you built your business, or how you built your brand, because you've been around for, as we established, ever. Right. um, The evolution of that brand, and how did you translate that into your outward, you know, your own marketing?
2: So, I have been in business since 1996 and originally my business was graphic design and you know it was almost yes the internet was around but it was not what it is today so I did a lot of work and I did, and I say that I had a business but honestly it was really I created a at-home job for myself um, I wanted to have kids and i didn't want to have to commute so i wound up getting freelance clients that gave me regular work and you know i stayed at home with my kids and i was perfectly happy to do that for 10 years i didn't market i did a little bit of networking things like that but around 2005 is when i was like "Hmm, this whole internet thing is starting to take off <laughs> And of course, people you became were- became Southern. I became, I went well, back to my route now. Um, people were asking me too, to design their website. And I'm like, ah, you know, um, graphic design and website design are very different things. So I kind of still hemmed and hawed, but I started to try and learn it more and more. And then really when both my kids got into high school, I started to take classes like hardcore and do masterminds and things like that and then started to take on website jobs because there's nothing that makes you learn something than for someone to pay you to do it (laughs) and i actually went up getting a very big job and i was like oh shit like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing here so um you know i i just began to immerse myself in the communities the best practices all the stuff and then really over time and then the other thing that happened is my niece began to work with me she interned with me into 2015 and then I was also doing all you know I was doing lots of different things to kind of expand my horizons and my my mind shifts and when my niece graduated college in 2018 Honestly, I thought she was going to go and work at a design firm. And she said, no, Annab, I want to work with you. So then I remember going, okay, I want, I'm making this shift. You got to make this shift with me. So we did, we actually did a mastermind together, which was very, a very good thing to do. And then we kind of, and we also shifted from WordPress to Squarespace. And the reason that's important is because WordPress I felt, was an ideal platform for nonprofits, bigger companies. We wanted to start working with smaller businesses. I felt like Squarespace was easier, actually for the business person. Not For us, it didn't really matter. And so we worked for two years primarily with that niche and then we decided to rebrand because our website wasn't the messaging that we had wasn't distinct enough. They didn't provide that clarity of all that work and the decisions that we made. So I, and I want, and I've been doing a lot more blog writing and I wanted to be able to blog, write a series of articles about what it took to rebrand as a small business as an instructional way to say, Hey, I just did this too. So this is what I need you to do. And so, you know, I kind of like redid my my home office and showed what that took. Cause you know, obviously your space is part of your brand. And then we did professional photography and I got a stylist, hair, makeup. You know, um, I got a professional photographer, did several different locations. Um, and then the final thing was to redo our brand identity. Um, So yeah, I mean, and, and all of it was basically to be able to put together our brand message which our foundation is design excellence and to work for brands of conviction, meaning industry experts, people who are authorities, visionaries, artists, change makers, and they want to build a personal brand online.
0: What made you realize that the brand that, as you said, the messaging on your website, how you portrayed yourself, what you talked about, that it, there was a misalignment that needed to be addressed? Like what, what, was there an aha moment or was that a gradual understanding?
2: Um, I, I think it was gradual and an aha at the same time because when we put the other website up, we knew what we didn't know so it was always sort of like this is our temporary site until we kind of make some decisions but because it was you know me and emily sort of making this pivot we needed to figure some stuff out like you can't necessarily always know right off the bat you know um like you, you gotta try it out you gotta do some stuff and figure out some systems put them in place make some decisions And then you can really um, nail down that clarity, I think.
1: I want to talk about the pivot because I think a lot of times small businesses start servicing other small businesses and eventually they want to go big. Like, I want to start Mm -hmm. doing corporate and big companies. Right. But you did the reverse. Yes. You were focused on the bigger company and then wanted to go down to the small business. Can you tell us why?
2: I like to work with people one on one or one to two decision makers. When I work for bigger entities, I, I found it sometimes frustrating the lag time, like we execute quick and, and that's just from having 70,000 hours of design experience. You know, I mean, I've already done the work. There's not like all this stuff I have to do in order to execute. So it would it would be frustrating to me to do a thing and then have to wait three weeks or you know have to go through all these layers of
0: we don't know anything about i know well i know
2: i'm I'm preaching to the choir right and so when i finally was like i love working with a small business owner who's an expert i will say that and i do say that very intentionally because I don't work with brand new small business people. I have and I will on occasion. As, as a matter of fact, we're doing something right now, but it's usually as a favor because as I just said about me, you really need two years to kind of figure out what the hell you're doing. And, um, And you're not going to bring somebody like me in when you have all these other things that you gotta figure out. And a lot of times, small business people don't have money to pay me. Like you need to do some figuring out, actually get people to pay you, make some decisions, figure out your processes. And then maybe it's two, three, even four years. And then you're like, oh, I need to rebrand. Because now I now I know who you know who I'm for. What I'm about. The problems I'm solving. You know, and my my stuff don't look good.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, as a marketer, we often um, we're the most critical of our own work for, mm-hmm. for ourselves. We also often put it to the bottom of the list. So to do this and you did it yourself for yourself i mean you hired the the hair makeup photographer folks but the writing the website the the identity side of it the putting it out public you did all that yourself so
2: well i did have a writer so somebody she's actually a client and we bartered we did her website and she did our writing because i did want to infuse our writing not with my perspective because um i writing and jennifer knows how i feel about this it is the most important thing on your website and i tell my clients that too it really um you know those brand associations that's all, and then there's a whole host of other things that the writing has to accomplish, just in term of you know, best practices with web accessibility, search engine optimization, you know, um, just how the whole thing is put together. I mean, the writing is the foundation and then all the other stuff comes. So I did wind up hiring a writer because I wanted somebody else's, I wanted an outsider's to imbue our brand. I didn't want it to come from me. But did so you have
0: to treat your project as if it was a third, uh, you know, an external co- client? Or did you get this in the margins or?
2: No, we were talking about it. I had a short uh, window of time. Like basically we started, we did the photography early July and it launched at the end of August. So I was like, you know, we're getting this done in the summer. Well, and I love
1: that it's an investment.
2: Oh my God, yeah, and totally.
1: Makeup, hair, photography, copywriting. Yes. What has been the payoff? When What would you say to those who are like, oh, I don't want to spend that much money. Is there a return?
2: Oh, absolutely. And I would say almost immediately because our um, profitability this year has practically doubled and that is because we are attracting clients that are our ideal clients and um you know it's the other thing i think that was definitely um that we made a commitment to and i actually now say this to all my clients is don't hire us if you're not going to make a commitment to writing a blog at least once a month Mm -hmm. because it really that content marketing piece um it still is just one of the best ways to organically get uh the right kind of traffic to your site to get your ideal client so it's a it's a combination but yes absolutely it paid off no question
0: but now you have the benefit of hindsight obviously it's working Yep. um are there any aspects of it you would have done differently for yourself
2: no honestly no i there's there's nothing i can think of i i felt like we were we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish we i mean this is very i wish you know we did three um locations for our photo shoot the last location i wish i kind of would have had a little bit i had created a little bit more direction I was very sort of intentional about the first two locations, but then by the time we did the last one, I was like, uh. <laughs> it's really hard work to be a supermodel."
0: You know what? It actually is really hard.
2: It's super <laughs> hard.
0: <laughs> this is a totally topic, but when we do co- we do content shoots for clients, we, yeah. we do it internally, and I'm—you stand there and you start to get posed, yeah. and it's like, "Oh, these pe- its work."
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, and luckily, like, nobody knows this, but I'm going to reveal it right now. The um, image on our hero on our website is actually three different images. Oh. Yeah.
0: Very power
2: of Photoshop. You know, because <laughs> one, Emily liked to her, one, I liked to me, and then one, like, we like the environment. And so that that picture is actually a mastery of a lot- <laughs> <laughs> many you know photoshop layers yeah yeah this is brand blizzardry at work i well exactly yeah so
0: okay so you're killing it i love what you've done thank but you. you you uh you got me curious earlier you talked yes. about maybe uh some some ick out there or somebody some brands that are oh well you guys be... had
2: because you gave me some questions to answer and it, one of them that of course that i really loved was do you ever look at a brand and just know that it is dated and needs a refresh and i wanted to go the republican party (laughs) (laughs) or even to get broader russia how about that i just this is a silly segue and probably like shows my age but you know talk about like brand in russia like remember in the 70s you guys are younger than me though but like for a little while there the soviet union in the mid-70s cccp at the lm's they were badass right now they have the former kgb agent as their brand ambassador they are not good it's not a good brand so no but
0: you know
2: who has a really good brand who zelensky oh i know yeah, yeah. i mean yeah he's
0: made army
2: t-shirts hot again i know yeah <laughs> well and then the other one i was going to say um because i want to be fair i don't want to just say you know the republican party right wing um is hollywood and that's what i, I was going to say about what just happened that brand just took what, a what just, just took a beating <laughs> okay. and it wasn't just it wasn't just the act it i i feel like actually The brand of Hollywood elites, which has been uh, a thing for a while, I found what was so um, offensive or what really, um, I think, resonated with a lot of people is the fact that they gave him a standing ovation. Mm -hmm. But even that, then they partied with him and his Jada statuette. (laughs) Right? Right god they are not making any emotional or psychological connections that are good well is it possible (laughs) that
0: they were all inebriated when it happened and no one knew
2: right yeah exactly yeah yeah
1: did that just
2: happen i know well as you guys know i love comedians i listen to comedy all the time so i'm hashtag chris (laughs) i stand with chris (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um yeah I want to catch your next stand up show but um before we go yes so let's talk about our favorite your favorite brands period local national like wh- wh- who do you respect who who should we be checking out if we don't know about them
2: well i wish i had like super you know unusual creative things to say about that but all my favorite brands start with the letter a because i was a b student no um apple adobe and i have to say amazon too and the reason i say apple and adobe is because they i have been tied to those two brands for 35 years they have provided me my professional livelihood so I'm very invested in those two brands and um and I think they do a phenomenal job of design excellence I you know and again I mean you have two huge companies like that do they always hit the mark no but you know over the course of 70,000 hours I, you know, I I just can't really say anything too bad about him. And the reason I mentioned Amazon, even though we all hate Jeff Bezos and his phallic rocket ship, right, (laughs) is he had, he did rewire the economies of the world in two decades, Mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, that's pretty impressive. And it is a very reliable, and, you know, during COVID, Amazon was there. It could be a conspiratorial thing. Maybe they started COVID. (laughs) No, see, you probably should, you know, we don't want to start a whole new thing, but yeah. You know, Amazon is a pretty amazing success story. Mm -hmm. So you have to admire that ingenuity. Mm -hmm. And, um, And yes, I would say their brand has taken a hit because of, you know um, drivers having to urinate in bottles to meet their delivery quotas and employees working in the warehouse can't take a bathroom break that's not good but at the same time you just heard that one of the employees now is unionizing so you know things are calibrating and reshifting with that brand as it matures. I mean Amazon's a pretty new brand when you think about it. So and then back to local, you know, I would say AFAC is a great brand. Who self self servingly <laughs> Era wine. Air um and Arlington Chamber. <laughs> Was that like not totally self serving?
0: Do you intake so, clients <laughs> start with A?
2: It oh. feels like that now. It feels like that. that. So um, Wine, we are actively doing their their store website. They have a a Shopify site that's already online. But the reason I, and Jennifer and I just were talking about them, I actually really admire them, not because they hired us, but they are really doing a very, you know, wonderful job of rebranding. They completely um, renovated their store like right before COVID. Then they had to sort of like, you know, jam on all this online capability and delivering. And now they're doing um, just this amazing job in terms of the products that they're bringing in are really unusual. Um, They have expert cheesemongers expert ex, expert beer mongers i mean they're really they always had a great brand story and a great product and a great service but now they're even making it greater and i do really respect it because the one thing i wish that we had more of is stores like that Agreed. i love going to europe because you love those kind of stores and to me arrow wine is the closest thing to you know a european store that you love so, Well, Evelyn,
1: this was a very fun conversation. Oh, yay, good. And others, if our listeners wanted to check out your beautiful website and maybe follow you on social, how would they find
2: you? Designpowers.com, and I'm mostly on LinkedIn. I have a um, Design Powers page and then also Evelyn Powers, and then we actively um, do an Instagram channel, which I'm hoping to try and do more reels and stuff like that, but that's kind of like, you know, next level so great yeah thank you so much for joining thank us. you for having me you two great
0: to see you in 3d flesh
2: yeah well i yeah i wanted uh, you know i'm into that now tired of zoom mm-hmm. and yeah if you guys ever want to do you know anything about um brand like diving into the word brand <laughs> that could be a yeah, yeah you know that could be a total geeky show it might be. That, we'll take it as an episode suggestion. Thank yeah! You, you know, why, why not? Why not? All right. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank
0: you. We've been listening to Evelyn Powers and Design Powers here in Arlington, Virginia. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of The M Word. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter.
0: And we'd really love it if you would leave us a review.
1: Until next time, don't be afraid to be uncensored.
0: The M-Word is an Arlington Strategy production hosted by Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgard. Our theme music is Golden Reflections of the Sun by Vlad Glushenko.
1: Graphic design by Kayla Fagan. Sound engineering and editing by Ben Mulchandani and Nina Sofia Pacheco.
0: Editing by Nina Sofia Pacheco
1: and Janelle Walters.